Hi guys, this is Ryan Wilmot with the scienceofdeduction.org. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about observation. The actual title is Observe, Observe, Observe. And so if you guys are ready to get started, so am I. Okay, so for emphasis, I titled this one Observe, Observe, Observe. Uh, Those words seem simple enough, but are they? Chances are your capacity to observe is pretty good, but it may be askew at times. To explain, I first need to take you on a brief tour of something that I love to do, which is a long run. I arrive at my destination. It's sort of cold out and I don't want to get out of my vehicle. I've chosen to do a long run today and I'm fighting it with every, every ounce of strength in my body. I don't want to do this. After about 10 minutes of aimless phone flipping, I decide it's time to get out of my car and hit the pavement. But first, I need to get a warm up in. My body um, oftentimes doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, Sometimes my knees will hurt. And I'm not here to list all my, my problems whenever I'm running or exercising, but I, it takes a while for me to warm up, right? Usually this warm up takes between seven to nine minutes and I can't help but feel relieved and sort of annoyed at the prospect of doing this run, right? Even as I'm, I'm physically out of the car warming up, I'm still dreading the run in some kind of way. Don't get me wrong, I love running and I love the freedom it gives me, but it's hard to describe the joy and taxation that running brings But here it goes. Running is like pure focus. That's right. Running is like pure focus. After the warm-up is done, I start moving my feet slowly at first, then gradually faster and faster as my body gets used to going through the process of going from not running to running. Thanks, Coach Bennett, for that one. If you guys don't have the Nike Run app, I suggest that you get it and use it. It's really, really useful for running. Right, as I increase the distance from my car, something really interesting happens. I begin noticing that the things that preoccupied my mind uh, no longer seem to matter. I mean, literally, the sensation feels like everything is simply gone, and it's just me and my breath. Bills, work, responsibilities, social obligations, projects, you name it. They all disappear after about a mile. But my mind isn't empty of thoughts. The things that happen in, in those moments... They, they, they seem to matter the most. And it feels like I'm the most present of mine whenever I'm doing these runs. My focus is on my body and how it feels. These are the only thoughts that serve any purpose for a run, which is really powerful because it's eliminated a lot of the extra chatter that comes with our day-to-day stuff. So how does this relate to observation? One of the principles that are embedded in observation involves being present. What does that mean? Being present involves the idea of allowing yourself to be in the moment. This means internally ignoring any dialogue about the past or the future. It means allowing yourself to be here, to be able to smell, hear, feel the moment, right? That's not always easy to, to replicate, especially in most social settings. For example, imagine someone that comes up to you and they start talking about their day. They inundate you with their weekend plans and pictures of their new baby. Now ask yourself, ask yourself honestly, 
Where is your mind focusing? The answer to that question will tell you how observant you actually are. Were you thinking about how you're going to respond to their photographs? Are you thinking about how to get out of this conversation? Are you reminding yourself that you have that yogurt in the fridge and you need to eat it before it expires, right? Whatever your mind's focusing on, if it's not focusing on what they're saying, how they're saying it, then chances are your, your focus or your observation skills are highly limited. Here's the thing. Uh, we all do this. We all kind of go through this. It's really hard for us to be consistently present all the time. Um, I, I suffer from it quite a bit, uh, but this is the cool thing. We can actually improve our observation skills by keeping our mind present and in the moment. So here's tip one for staying present and being more observant, right? This is tip one, search for baseline behaviors. Before we ever say hello to a person, looking at them and asking for a baseline of behavior is gonna prove really beneficial. Many of us are unguarded at some point in our day. This means we aren't putting on a show for others in regards to our body language. If we are tired, we may be slumping in our chair. Maybe our eyes reveal a listlessness to them. Perhaps we radiate confidence and joy. Whatever the emotion, if we take a moment to just look at the person and get a sense of how they feel, we can go a long way towards getting a baseline of behavior to compare our interaction against. So how can we use that information? If a person is happy before we say hello to them and they maintain that joy, then we haven't upset the feeling in any way that they previously had. But if we're observant, if a person is disturbed by our presence, they're going to show it within milliseconds of us seeing them. But it, it will be there for only a very, very brief period of time for you to read. If they're annoyed by your presence, <laughs> they might give you a slight scowl and then return to their baseline, right? If they don't like us, they might show contempt. Contempt kind of looks like a, a, almost like a lopsided grin. Whatever the emotion that they reveal, a baseline of behavior allows us to focus our attention a little bit better because we have something to compare against. next tip uh, we can do to be more observant, especially when we're interacting with people, is look for things that light people up. Now, we're not talking about lighting somebody up in terms of like a hitting them or getting a fight, but this is the idea that whenever somebody has extreme joy or something that they're interested in, they reveal it physiologically. So most people love specific topics to discuss, right? Ask an open-ended question about something like, What's your personal passion project or do you have any special plans for this weekend? And if they're willing to tell you, look for some of the signs that, that you found something that lights the person up, right? Look for dilated pupils and a faster speech. It's, if it's, it's not a guarantee, but usually when we talk about the things that we are passionate about, we tend to speak a little bit faster. The amount of words that we use will usually increase as we get excited. Our pupils might dilate and we become just a tad more excited in our delivery. So looking also too for more gestures, right? Open gestures to reveal that the person 
is really joyful about it. But you can't always base this strictly on on just this, right? We have to base it off of culture. We have to base it off of what we know about the person. So once again, going back to that baseline of behavior, if the person doesn't like to express a lot of things, maybe they are excited, but they're showing it in really, really subtle ways. So get to know the person, try to figure out what lights somebody up. And that's a good way to stay present and in the moment. And our final tip for today is to focus on body language rather than verbal language. Once again, that's focusing on body language as opposed to verbal language. Yes, all of the tips so far have largely dealt with body language, but this one is really important to get get us into the headspace of, of really being observant, right? Words reveal only part of what is being said, and most of us aren't necessarily auditory learners. We don't learn the best by hearing things. Oftentimes, we learn the best by seeing things or by doing them, right? But regardless of that, if we want to be really observant, we can't just be focused on what's being said. Um, Once you've gathered your baseline and you find what lights somebody up, use that information to draw conclusions about what's being said. Contradictions may begin to surface. For example, let's say that you have observed that someone looks downcast and dejected before you approach them. Noting this, you lead into the conversation carefully hey, how's it going? After asking the question, look for signs of contradictions or congruous behavior against what their response is. Uh, So for example, uh, they put on a smile, right? They previously didn't look like they were very happy and now they have a smile that maybe isn't reaching up to their eyes, right? That could probably be a good tell that the person is just putting on a front. I say a front, I don't want to sound rude about that. But they're, they're putting on a show for you to let you know that they're okay, but really, they're probably not okay, right? They're just pretending to help facilitate a conversation that doesn't center around them. Maybe they don't want you to focus on their problems. Maybe they don't want you to see that they're not doing that well at the moment. Um, they might tell you something like, I'm doing okay, but their posture and tone of voice might betray that statement. By focusing on body language instead of what's just being said, you can learn a lot. Now, of course, what's being said is important too. We can get a lot of information based on things that people are saying, but oftentimes their body will reveal more information um, as far as their feeling or their intention, right? So we want to focus on body language um, more than the verbal language, right? If you enjoyed this information, consider um, subscribing to the podcast I'm going to try to post more information. I'm really, really lousy about recording podcast episodes, but I'm going to try more in the future because I want to add value to to people's lives, especially with this this cool thing that Sherlock Holmes and deductive reasoning is, is the basis for a lot of these things. I want to learn to think like him. Now, not every episode is going to have um, just a central focus of Sherlock Holmes, but the principal ideas that are, are being governed here come from the stories and come from my, my reading about him and also to reading from other people too. So information like this would be really useful. If you want to learn more about it, check out like humantel.com. Uh, I think it's David Matsumoto is is the one that runs that that blog and that site. They have great training for body language or Vanessa Van Edwards, the science of people.com. Check her out. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite 
um, YouTube people to watch. And also, too, like her book is really informative, Captivate. I love, love, love that book. Check her out. Um, you can learn a lot about bilingual from, from other experts. I don't consider myself an expert. But uh, uh, if you guys enjoyed this, consider hitting subscribe or checking out the blog at thescienceofdeduction.org. All right, you guys take care and continue to love to learn again.